What's up, guys? Welcome to Sports Gumbo. I'm Drew Laska. E Money. What's good, boy? I ran just been traveling back and forth between here and Cali. You know, the time zone difference is, woo, things that jet lag, you know, I think so what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners out there, you make sure you go tune in to our previous episode where uh, we were able to talk about the top 100 influential lists in accounting. And our boy Eric went off. So I just want to make sure you okay. Have you calmed down? Is everything fine, Eric? Yes, and my blood pressure is one sixteen over seventy eight. <laughs> so I'm good, baby. Well, let's keep these. Let's keep things rolling then. So uh, a couple episodes ago, you let the cat out of the bag. You just taken over the professional basketball team, San Diego Sharks. Congratulations again. Give us Thank an update. You. How things going on? Okay, so be clear. I did not. I am a minority interest holder. I did not take over the whole thing. Tyler Sickmeyer is the majority owner and CEO of the organization. So I just want to be clear. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to work along with him. Uh, but uh, what's going on is that our first game, which will be, which is a preseason game, is February 10th at Mir Mesa High School, six o'clock. We're playing against a professional team from Tijuana. So this is basically a border war. Excuse my political correctness, but they're at the border. And so what's great, this is our third year of being in existence. Our coach, Brandon Cheeks, is coming back. We have This is probably going to be the best roster we've ever had. Uh, our two top players, uh, probably Deion Davis and Julio Giddy. they're some of the good players, but I'm not sure if they're going to be on the roster or if they're signing overseas, but I believe those two will be on. And also for the first time, in the three-year existence of the San Diego Sharks, we're having dancers. And we get to have eight talented young ladies that are being led by a person near dear to me, Amber Strouser, who was a dancer for the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader or DCC. So you should come to the game to see a team from Mexico. Come see our dancers. We're going to have a high amount of energy. It's going to be electric atmosphere. Plus, yours truly is going to be there. And you never know who else will be there. We hope to pack the gym. We want to send the people of Tijuana back with the big L. So come to the game February 10th, 6 p.m., Miramisa High School, San Diego Sharks hosting the team from Tijuana. And you get dancers for the first time, led by Amber Strouser, who used to dance to the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders. Now, you know, to be a Cowboy Cheerleader, you had to be really good because the football team wasn't. So people had to be entertained by something. So you know our entertainment's <laughs> going to be incredible. Our mascot's going to be back. We have some other new things. It's going to be a fantastic uh, uh, event. Please come to the game and support the Sharks. Let's go send Tijuana back with the. That's that's huge news and congratulations to Amber. Shout out to her and um, you know I can't wait to follow the team and and uh, and see how the guys get on this season. But obviously, I'm in the U.K., but anybody in the San Diego area, make sure you go check the team out. But for someone who is out of state, where can we follow the team on the socials, online? Do you guys have an online presence? Yes. If you just type San Diego Sharks on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow us. Uh, if you're not in town, there will be a stream. And there's a possibility that yours truly may be the play-by-play guy in case of emergency. So I hope it's not the case, but I may be doing what you're doing this season for our stream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I look forward to that. 
It's 50 50. If you need any tips, come to your boy. I got you. Well, yeah. Uh, we may remote you in as a guest announcer. We're going to remote you in as a guest announcer this season. I'm down. Zoom, teams, whatever. Let's make it happen. You guys heard it here live on the gumbo. They're going to bring me in on a teleprompter, and I'm going to be able to get on MC the game. Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but but while we're on the topic of basketball, let's go to the NBA. It was just mm-hmm. announced that Adrian Griffin was fired by the Milwaukee Bucks because ongoing conflicts with players, especially star uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, from lead his leading it was a lack of trust and cohesion with the team what's your initial reaction to that fire because let's remember that he was 30 and 13 uh, yep. this season so far uh reminds me what happened in 2016 so eight years ago Cleve, the cleveland cavaliers had a similar record they fired david black because he didn't get along with the star player um both situations are similar in that both guys are first-time coaches. So um, I don't think Milwaukee, you know, Adrian Griffin knows basketball, okay? Of course. Griffin probably should have uh, gotten a job with a team with younger players. This was probably in over his head. But it's not Griffin's fault that Giannis and Dame aren't defending. They did trade uh, Holiday for Dame, which their perimeter defense was going to suffer. Their key guys are getting older. Brooke Lopez, Middleton is not the same defender he used to be. Uh, now they've hired Doc Rivers. So uh, like Stephen A. Smith said, this is Doc Rivers' last job. If he messes oh, yeah, this up, sure. it's over. Doc yeah, is the same guy that has blown 3-1 leads. In Orlando, he blew 3-1 lead to the Pistons. In when the he coached round. for the Clippers, he blew 3-1 lead to our hometown Houston Rockets. Yeah. Even a game he loses the series even when James Harden in a closeout game was awful in game six in LA. He allowed Josh Smith to go off and Josh Smith dominated Blake Griffin. He blew through one lead lead as a Clippers coach against Denver's Jamal Murray, I believe it was Denver in the bubble. He blew oh, in the bubble, lead yes, yes. In the bubble. Yes. And yeah. then last year, uh Boss was up three two, leading late in the game. And he doesn't call for Joel Embiid to post up Robert Williams on a bad wheel. He doesn't do anything about Joel Embiid not posting up. So Doc is a player's coach. But my concern is that Doc does not hold players accountable. So Giannis and Dame, this is now your time to lead. You better win a championship. There's no more excuses. You have the roster. You, Giannis and Dame are two of the top five or ten players in the league, depending on who you ask. If Middleton is healthy, can make shots. Brooke Lopez is still an interior defender. There's no reason why they can't win a championship or at least get to the finals because they are better than Boston. Uh, I think they're better than Boston, in my opinion. And I think the only team that could beat them is Denver, so they should make the NBA Finals with or without Adrian Griffin. But Adrian Griffin, this could hurt his career. But, you know, I – it's funny because, honestly, I think the coach they should have hired was probably Ime Udoka, who's a veteran coach, could probably mm. handle guys like Giannis and Dame better than Griffin. But Udoka's issues became Houston's blessing. So they yeah. probably should have hired Ime Udoka, who demands defense, but still treats yeah. star players well. I think yeah. that's the guy they, they should have hired, but they allowed Houston to get him. 
Yeah, they could have done with a coach with a strong personality. I, I disagree with you with Adrian Griffin that it hurts his career because I, I think it's quite obvious the reason why he was fired. It wasn't because he done a bad job. It just because the things that you just mentioned earlier that, um, you know, this this wasn't the right fit. You're right. He needed to be in in a Doka situation where he has a chance to work with younger players and coach them up. And so um, the, I mean, sports, it's a tough business, man, these days, because, um, you know, coaching in professional sports is almost like a death sentence because they will always be made the scapegoats just because the superstars makes too much money. And so anytime right. there's any adversity, the coach yeah. is gone immediately. So, I mean, there's very few coaches like, Pop, he's getting eighteen million a year. You're not going to make him yeah. a scapegoat. Eric Spolstra, if you're one of those highly, highly compensated coaches, where the team has their back, otherwise. But as in college football, uh, a fire coach is not bad. You're getting all your money. It's not a bad living. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian will be yeah. just fine. Well, well, speaking of that, I, I think that's where you see the coaching carousel in today's game as opposed to like in the 90s and 80s because the owners are billionaires now gazillionaires i mean speaking about yeah. money they they basically are sending adrian griffin home uh and they owe him eight million over the next two years and let's not forget about mike budenholder they still owe him 16 million as well so that's 24 million on their books that yeah. they have to pay for coaches but that just tells you how much money the owners have these days. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, isn't the wealthiest owner in the league um, Balmer? Remember? And then they're building, like, the most expensive basketball ring ever, ever the Intuit Dome. I mean, the guy is just super rich. I mean, he, he you know, he can he can lose, like, $10 million, $16 million to Balmer's a rounding error. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I mean, we, we got to speak things into existence. We talking about, you know, in the last episode in 2024, we want to come out swinging, go bigger and better. So you and I in the future, we got to record an episode of the Sports Gumbo in the new Clipper Arena. And when does it open? Oh, I believe next season. So I think this is the last season at uh, Crypto. So I need to go to a game. So I hope to go to a Clipper game. Uh, when I go, I will be sitting courtside. But uh, and some some of my people, if you see me courtside, and you see me like this, may not want to bother. Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you on your big boy stuff? I mean, speaking of that, actually, our producer of our show, Josh, he's a huge Clipper fan. Um, he's he's from here in the UK. But actually, he went over to the States last month and went to go watch the Clippers live. So he got a taste of his of his of his team there. And um, I, I still want to call it Staples, but it's it's crypto. I'm still trying to get used to That's that. That's right. Man. Yeah. And by the way, Clippers tickets are cheaper. So I, I've looked up recently a courtside Clippers ticket in the first row underneath the goal is six hundred dollars. That same ticket when it's the Lakers is ten thousand. Holy so, moly! Guess which game I'm going to see in the same building? Wow. Yeah, in the same building. Yeah, that's nuts. Mm -hmm. Wow. Hey, yep. it's it's it's. I mean, you know that it's about branding, right? The Lakers have a brand that's uh, that's Correct. worldwide compared to the Clippers, and so 
uh, it makes a difference. But hey, while we're speaking on that, while we're speaking of of owners and branding, let's get down to business. So it's it's the end of the tax year. You know, guys, you know, businesses are scrambling around um, to get their taxes done. Uh, yourself, as you talked about here on the on the gumbo, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur, and there's a couple things that I want to tackle yeah. today for our audience. And so let's talk through these things. And so let's start first of all with a uh, with, with a W with a W two. So talk to us about exactly what is a W two and what's the importance of it. Okay, so a form W two is basically your uh, year end report showing the wages you paid work for somebody as an employee or even as an officer of a corporation, whether it's a C-Corp or S-Corp, that you pay, got paid to W-2 through payroll. Um, that's one way wages are reported. It shows you withholding, your Social Security, state withholding taxes, 401k, insurance. There's a myriad of things. So basically, it's just a, a form of wage report if you were employed by somebody else. Or if you are uh, an officer of a C corporate S corp, where as an entrepreneur, there's a reasonable salary test, and there are situations that you're required to be paid some compensation through W two as an entrepreneur, depending on your structure, how much income, because that's an easy way for the IRS to get you on payroll taxes. So I paid myself as an officer of my S corp. It was very large dollars, so I don't want to get into that, but I had to pay myself a salary, so I had to. I had the misfortune of paying payroll taxes for myself. And then, you know, my employee, Callie, here in Austin was paid through W-2. So she's an employee mm -hmm. of mine. She was paid through W-2. So that's what that is. Right. Okay. So what's the difference between a W-9? Okay. W-9 is just the form you fill if you're a contractor, yeah. right? So if you're an employee, you're going to fill the form W-4, which says how much withholding, any extra withholdings, single married, whatever, W-9. So, Drew, if I, you know, I hired Toyama Media, mm -hmm. okay? So, Toyama Media is my producer. I do pay them. I wish they paid me, but we'll find a sponsor. That's okay, and I enjoy paying you, by the way. So, Toyama Media filled out a W-9. It says their entity, their EIN, and their classification entity. That classification determines whether I issued them a 1099 to report their wages or not. Right. So I don't need to get into what you're classified. You need to keep that confidential. But 21 Media did provide a W-9 and we send them a 1099 for what they charge you, which is, um, you know, it's real money, y'all. It's worth it. <laughs> Love you, Drew. It's worth it. But it is real money. This is not cheap. Nothing cheap is worth it, y'all. I'll tell you that, too. That's right. Well, thanks for clearing that up. And, you know, the 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 term is online is the form that helps businesses obtain Important informations for pays to prepare information returns to the IRS. So you were able to clean that up. And actually, while we're on the topic, you mentioned about the 1099. So finally, let's just deep dive into uh, exactly what a 1099 is. Yep, 1099. By the way, it's it's usually better to be 1099 W-2 because 1099, you, you can take more deductions in your tax term, whether you're an LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp partnership you know uh one of my businesses is a partnership we have to give a w9 we get 1099s even for large dollar amounts it's it's a poor mechanism the, the you know the issue that i have is that the irs wanted venmo 
PayPal to start issuing 1099s to right at 600, which was a bit ridiculous, but they believe held that off for a year. So, you know, listen, all the electronic payments today, it's not, it's really not hard for the IRS to track what you've been getting paid and how much you've got. And they're just being lazy. It's really easy. I mean, I could find that out if I wanted to myself. It's not that hard. You don't need to go to the dark web. So with all the merchant payment systems out there, I think this has gotten a little uh, overkill on reporting when it comes to that stuff. Because most payments now electronics, you know, I, I rarely get checks. Most of it's wires, Venmo, Zelle, uh, QuickBooks, bank payments, right? Credit cards. There's, there's so much electronic information. It's easy to be tracked without having to do this extra work. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the IRS, again, I did mention top 100, you know, for the commissioner, Danny Werfel, to be an influential person when he's influencing tax pros to do more work that people aren't willing to pay for because they don't understand the value. I don't know why, again, general of accountancy, why you want to call him an influential person. Yeah. You're not, you know, maybe the large firms could charge extra, but even their clients push back at charging extra for that stuff. So, I guess you're influencing people to, to take lower margins because, you know, again, you know, uh, IRS has insecurities and so does the industry. So I wish they knocked that, you know, one off. Well, talk to us about with, in regards to the 1099, the, the, the $600 threshold. What does that mean? So the IRS usually requires that if you have a t if somebody fills out W-9, if you pay them more than $600, you're supposed to issue 1099. And then there's certain entities that don't you don't have to give one to, but usually most people it's just easier just to issue a 1099 because people don't want to keep track of stuff. Again, some of the reporting has gotten too complicated. Either you do it all or you don't do it. With all electronic payments, it's easy to track. Banks are issuing statements like if the IRS really wants to, they can make a bank show uh, report all your deposits, which would probably be a lot easier. But the banks are special lobbyists, so they don't want, want to have to do that work. This is my opinion. Right. Well, thanks for, for clearing that up for us. We know in this day and age, you know, entrepreneurship is is very prevalent. And so hopefully someone out there who's just started their own business, they understand uh, what what W-2s are, what W-9, sorry, what W-9s are and 1099. So, I mean, to, to kind of bring this all together, Eric, as people begin to prepare their taxes. Just finally, talk to us about the importance, the advantage of hiring a tax pro as opposed to going to TurboTax and all these other mm. places. Well, you know, so TurboTax, if you have a simple W-2, you make small, you know, decent money and only have one W-2, you should use TurboTax. That would say you don't okay. really need a tax pro. But when you start having like a house, you have a trust, you're an entrepreneur, you should have um, a tax pro because, you know, tax pros, remember, not every CPA does taxes, right? So when we're talking about tax, we're talking about certified public accountant, you can have an enrolled agent, and then there's also every state has different certifications. Like I think California has a CTEC, the certified tax professional. Right. So you want someone that has certification to do the work because they, they keep up their tax code and particularly for entrepreneur. Because remember, the, our, our U.S. tax code, right, 
I'm going to use this book as an example. So uh, this book, right, it's basically like a thick book, right? This is Happy Maya Angelou book. I love Maya, right? Thick book. So to, if, to pretend this is a tactical thick book, most of it is on business breaks for uh, tax breaks for business owners. So particularly if you're an entrepreneur, you want to have a tax pro, a lot of a lot of us know it. And then depending on your industry, you want to find a tax pro that specializes in your industry, right? So for instance, Ryan Bakey, all he does, and I mentioned him last podcast, all he does is real estate tax. I've hired him to help me with my largest real estate client because my real estate client, I think, has like 50 properties. Wow. So I hire him to help. Yeah, I understand it, but I don't focus just on real estate. I understand it. But I've, even I've had to partner with another CPA for a client like that has 20 to 50 properties selling multiple properties a year, right? You just got stuff going on, right? Yeah. Um, I especially as a high net worth, but he he helped me identify $300,000 in tax savings. And then, you know, I helped that client with mitigating their tax total income. That's my specialty. So I have tax pros that come to me with high net worth clients. I find the juice to give that smoke to cut their tax bill 10 or 20% because my personal tax rate has been between 10 to 12% last three years. And there it is. That's the advantage. And I can vouch for it. I've been using peer accounting for probably, I would say, probably about eight years now and been grateful. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, you know, my taxes is complex living here in the UK and running the business in the States. And so, you know, Eric's firm has been able to help me maneuver through that and just make it very simple for me. So get out there, get you a tax pro. I highly recommend uh, Pierre Accounting. And again, just where can people find you if they want to come and use your services? Uh, our website is PierreAccounting.com. On Instagram, you can look us up at our Pierre Accounting firm if you want to find me individually. Instagram, I am your favorite CPA. Twitter, you can find us under Pierre CPA and then me personally. Uh, your favorite CPA. No, no, no. Your fave, no, no. Your fave CPA on Twitter. Sorry. You would find a Caucasian woman that has that name. We try to get that name from her. So it's your fave CPA. See, I, I have so much social media. I'm so focused on tax and sports. I can't remember my own IG handles. That's sad. I'm, I apologize, y'all. We, we got to streamline the white your social handles and make them so. all the same across the board. I, I couldn't. I tried to, but I could not. So that's, yeah, that's the next thing. But I don't want to give that woman, like, she'll probably hold me ransom for, like, what? Uh, what, probably, like, $50,000? So she can keep that. Oh, yeah, it's not that serious. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, no. Yeah, it's not that serious. Well, anyways, guys, thank you guys for your tuning in again to Sports Gumbo. You guys have a great week, and we'll catch you same time. Same place here on the Gumbo. Peace.